0: From the Mercy One Studio. Man Up. Brought to you by Construction Professionals. A program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stopulis every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to Man Up.
1: Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy One studio, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM, around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com, on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. I am Joe Stopulis, and today we will have on Grayson Dahl, a new friend of mine. And Grayson could, quite frankly, talk about a lot of different things uh, regarding masculinity in, in the Catholic world today. Uh, But the topic we're going to talk about today is a sensitive one, so if you've got young listeners, uh, be aware of that. We're going to talk about pornography, the scourge of pornography in society, and quite frankly, I'm not going to stop talking about it, because it's that important that we do, that we address it. Let's start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the feast day of Mary, Mother of the Church. Mary, please continue to pray for us. As I mentioned, you know, Grayson could talk about a myriad of different things. Uh, I, just from what I've known of him, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Tim Jameson, has told me about him. Um, and when we talked about, you know, what what should we have you on the show for? We're gonna have him in studio. This was clearly the one that's on both of our hearts today to talk about. Um, it's such a terrible again, I say a scourge, an epidemic, quite frankly, in the world. Uh, and the stats continue to bear this out. And I will continue to address it on this show uh, as long as I am able because I just can't express enough how important it is that we as men address this. It is, it is quite literally a scourge on us as men and women as well. Uh, and it, it inhibits us to be the husbands, the fathers, the sons, the brothers that we're called to be. Uh, and so excited to have Grayson on on the other side of the break. Stick around. We're going to head to a short break. And when we return, Grayson Dahl will be with me. We are going to be discussing the issue of pornography in society today. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing
0: what you want. cpcustomhomes.com Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company. Providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Suns Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Suns Naturescapes online at FiveSunsNaturescapes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio, in Christ is the Answer, with Father John Ricardo, is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers-to-go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. My help
1: comes from you. you're right here Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Man up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm excited today to have a new friend of mine, Grayson Dahl, in studio with us. Uh, talk about, among other things, the scourge of pornography in society today. Grayson, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. So I'd love to do a long introduction for you, <laughs> but I don't have one. Uh, right. Suffice it to say, you're a friend of Tim Jamison's, which is all that really matters to me. A friend of Tim Jameson's friend of mine. Uh, and Tim said, gosh darn it, you've got you to meet Grayson. He's a great dude, and he's very similar in personality. to You guys will get along very well. So welcome to the show. First time on the Man Up show. It's good to have you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I'm excited. So, yeah, we we're going to talk about everyone's favorite subject, uh, which is, you know, not awkward at all to talk about in the air, which is pornography. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I made a warning in the first segment. And I'll make it again, which is, you know, we are going to talk about a sensitive subject here. So if you have young ears listening, it might be a better time to listen at the podcast or by yourself because uh, it is a sensitive to- topic. But Grayson, before we get into it, we, I'm hoping we can get two episodes out of this. Um, we'll see how long this conversation yeah. goes, but I think we, we have time for it. and. It's, it's important. I mean, I could, do, quite frankly, I could do this every episode, the, the, and I find myself constantly coming back to this topic because it needs to be said. Every time I get to the point where I'm like, my listeners are sick of hearing about it, I hear the Lord or quite literally someone saying, you need to keep talking about this." Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I think it's really important. And before we get into that, I'd like our listeners, and quite frankly, myself, I know a little bit about you. Uh, give us some background on you know, where you're from, how old you are, all that stuff, and then I'll, I'll dive in a bit more uh on your background as well
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely so like you said my name is Grayson Dahl so I grew up in Solon Iowa about 15 minutes outside of Iowa City go Hawks yep go Hawks Iowa State sorry Iowa State fans no yeah I don't know why I'm apologizing (laughs) but yeah so I I went to I graduated in 2017 I was an athlete in high school Um, sports which ones yeah so I wrestled uh ran track played football um and after that I went on and, and played college athletics i went and wrestled at a school uh, northern illinois university yeah yeah yeah, yeah in, in dekalb illinois okay i did not know that okay yeah yep so i'm, I'm 21 years old okay um yeah and now i'm right now i'm, I'm at benedictine college so
1: how did you find your way so i i knew you as going to benedictine i did not realize you had the illinois yeah yeah so okay. i actually
2: I've, i ran away from a, a call to the for about now seven i guess now it's been seven years since I've been called. So six years, uh, I ran away from the priesthood. And so I went to, you know I was an athlete. I wanted to try to get away from this college. I was literally trying to, in the midst of all this, disqualify myself, try to go uh, to these different colleges. I was, I was gifted with it as an athlete. Um, so I tried to go run track somewhere. I decommitted from there. And then I, you know, I, my dream was to go run or go play Division One athletics. Uh, it didn't matter what sport it was. Um, and so the opportunity to go Wrestle at Northern Illinois University came up. Really? So I've had two shoulder surgeries, um, and so the you know the semester I got up there, I knew I was running away from the Lord, Mm -hmm. and and so when I signed, my parents like, you know, this is so exciting. Um, You you know, sign. Are you you happy? And then deep down, you know, on the surface, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Um, But deep down, I'm like, Lord, I know I'm running away from you. If this doesn't work out, you can have me. And ended up that semester, I tore my shoulder for the second time. I ended up transferring out that semester and coming back home. Well,
1: so I've got a, a quick story like that. Got <laughs> my, my childhood priest, um, guy who, you know, he was at my school. He was a deacon. He was a traditional deacon there when I was, like, second grade, third grade. I don't yeah. know how old I was. Um, so you know, a younger priest. So I, I've connected with him, you know, since I came back from college and all this other stuff. He told the Lord, he goes, I want to be a sheriff. I want to be a sheriff. And I want to be a priest. Lord, if you let me be a sheriff, I'll become your priest. Oh. And he got a call the next day saying, hey, we think you should run for sheriff. He wins it. He's elected the youngest sheriff in the history of Iowa. <laughs> he serves as one term and then enters seminary <laughs> oh, at kidding 100%. Me. He's, a, he's in Iowa City. He's, he's in, in Iowa City? Yeah, Father Gary Beckman. He's just he's just down. He's at uh, oh,
2: my goodness, loss in Iowa City. Yes, yep, yep. I know where that is. Yeah, so just, I know where that just is. Just south of you, of Oh, yeah. small so, world. Oh, yeah.
1: So anyway, same type of thing where the Lord will use that. He didn't give him a shoulder injury and no like that. no but.
2: yeah that was that was the way that the Lord kind of worked on me was through injuries. which was your best sport in high school? was it wrestling well uh, it was I was a runner um, okay I was a runner so when which I, ones which uh, uh, so I was a 400 and yep. 800 uh, meter runner so I uh Brutal. yeah I only got to run one year in high school because I was injured. um so yeah I only got to run one year um I had a I had a great year when I did get to run and what, uh, like
1: what was injured like every year a track you were injured was something different yeah so
2: they couldn't so they're throughout, you know I was from fifth grade on into high school, I was, I was training. Um, and I went to nationals. I went to Hershey, Pennsylvania no to run at the national meet. Um, ended up getting ninth, ninth at nationals. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, this is my gift. I want to run Division I college. And, and when I had the first race of my high school career, I tore I, what ended up happening. They couldn't find it out. They had to go in and do a blind surgery. Um, and what it ended up being was a sports hernia, um, which is very rare. Uh, they find in like hockey and, players and a and ninth grader. As a ninth grader, oh. yeah, yeah.
1: Ooh. By the way, wrestling in the four hundred are the two
2: worst. <laughs> that and like swimming, <laughs> throw swimming in there. But yeah. mentally, those are just yeah, horrible no, they're to they're uh, they're the men's races. Oh, the men's
1: brutal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people who yeah, it's a different wrestling's a different deal, and the four hundred specifically is a different deal. Oh yeah, you're, you uh, can't walk after. Oh it's yeah. gosh, it's it's is it long enough to be short enough to be a sprint, but it's long enough to, be able to actually run a race and
2: yeah. Yeah. No, it, for, it is. It is a sprint. Lines. It is oh. a sprint.
1: Terrible. All right. So you do athletics in high school, but you obviously felt the calling to the Lord. You, you had Very a relationship yeah. with, with
2: Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Throughout. Yeah. So I always knew I was kind of different growing up, um, just because I had this relationship. And I knew I had this this higher calling. Okay. Um, and so around sixth grade, um, I kind of had my first, um, my first calling, uh, to to the priesthood. Okay. Well, how that manifest itself? What does that look like? Um, yeah, so, so I was in a religion class, and, um, and my religion teacher was like, um, you know, he said, I, I thought I had a call to the priesthood at one point, and, and he said, well, I, I like women too much to have a call to the We're priesthood. Were you sarcastic or serious? Or what was well, I, I think I he think was called to the priesthood. Um, but, you know, who, there yeah. there's so many people nowadays that are running away from the priesthood yeah. Yeah. Um, and that are not, not following the call. So I, at that point, I'm like, whoa. Like, cause I was, for some reason I was always like in depth in conversation. Like, like this is very interesting to me. I'm like, whoa, like maybe, you know, maybe this could be something, but yeah. I really want to, at that time I'm like, I really want a family. Mm-hmm. So this is sixth grade. Sixth grade.
1: So yeah. what's, did you go to private school? Was your, oh, yeah. What was your,
2: what was your relationship like with your parents growing up? Very, very good. My parents were, you know, my parents were very strict. They, um, for my I didn't get my first. I'm glad you said good, and they were very strict. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like up, that. Yeah, I put up a. Um, I always joke with my mom. You know, the reason my brothers did so well in the military was because she ran a boot camp yes. at her house. <laughs> so we, you know, she would have her have us put our phones on her dresser at nine o'clock at night. I had a flip phone until I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, everything was very. You know, we were in bed, and it was my parents were very strict. They had eyes on us. They, but did you have? Did you have? was mass was regular prayer yeah, what did that yeah. look like so we're yeah, walking so, through a normal week yeah so we would well as as children you know we we would fight we'd get up in the morning and fight, i don't believe fight it to go to mass i don't now. believe right. i don't believe it at all <laughs> yeah no i wasn't happy um about getting up and going to mass but, but we did and um, on, sundays.
1: on sundays yeah
2: maybe, okay. yes. sunday mass no we okay. were we were we were not going to daily mass. Oh, listen <laughs> I, i've interviewed
1: i've interviewed like a, you know, a, a guy who's yeah. a priest so how'd you, you go well i just sort of Mass oh on yeah. Sundays no no
2: every single day of my life yeah oh, okay yeah all no, right so no. Sunday Sunday Mass yeah. God, okay yeah so I I refuse to be um an altar server yeah. um but uh, yeah anyways I was you know I always had this um so it was like the practicing the presence of the Lord so like even at a young age practicing the presence of the Lord was was something that that I had, that I had and I and I knew that the Lord our Lord wasn't you know the kingdom of God is at hand so I knew that that He wasn't so far off um but that He was Incident with me, um, and I knew that at such a young age, and I and thank him for that every day. Um, and so my prayer life was—you know—I wouldn't kneel down and, and pray every night, but you know my family would—they would bring people like our, our family, and we would say the, we would say prayers. We would sometimes say the rosary, but it was—it was always a fight. It was always a fight.
1: So walk me through what are the things your parents did that were that modeled that faith is normal. That what are they what do they instill in you? What were the things you remember from yeah. your childhood that you would say mm-hmm. these are the these are the lasting. You know, for parents that are like myself yeah. that have kids that are, you know, whether they're considering right. priesthood, but at least had a, a faith that's serious, what were the things that your parents did to you?
2: Yeah, so honestly, you know, we, we talk about prayer and we talk about all these things, but I think it comes down to the little things. The biggest thing I remember is eating as a family. Every night we would sit down, every meal we would sit down as a family, and you did not get up until everybody else was done. And you weren't on your phone at the table, you you were you were not you were not distracted, you were focused on Community and relationship within the family, and so that is the, the biggest thing. And we were always, we were always so ticked off, when we, you know, that um, we couldn't leave. It, you know, if, if you got up first, you would have to do the dishes. Like, like if you got up, if you got up, if you got up and you weren't, you know, and everybody wasn't done, you had to go do extra dishes. You had to go do something else um, because my parents and I thank the Lord for them every day on how strict they were. But at the time, they developed a sense of that family because our family structure is the most important, and that's what's being attacked nowadays. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree 100%. And
1: it's amazing when you see the decline of family dinners yeah. and the correlation that has to other other things. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think, well, it's a it's a dinner. Who cares? It actually matters. You know, those there are ramifications to that. So family dinner is important. Family prayer time, going to mass, those mm-hmm. types of things were all normalized within your family. As you're saying, right? Yes. Okay. Um, you fight the call. At what point now did you switch to Benedictine? What happened then during college that you said, maybe I need to take this more seriously? Yeah,
2: so I was living a, a double life. So I was going out, I was when I you know, I didn't I didn't party, I didn't drink in high school. But once I got to college, you know, I was I was doing everything I could mm-hmm. to disqualify myself from the fruit. literally disqualify myself because I not did not want anything to do with our Lord. I didn't want anything that he had for me. Were you going to mass?
0: I would I, I would go to
2: mass maybe twice a month. Okay. Uh, at, at NIU. <laughs> at NIU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this was in the midst of, of partying mortal sin. Um and so it got really bad. I came home and yeah, I was you know, Iowa City. Like the number three party school in the nation. <laughs> you should be number one. No, yeah, kidding. you I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding kidding. No, so I you know, I was going out I was going out to Iowa City, I was going out to these bars and I would you know, even in the midst of this I would see the you know, I would see the he would speak to me, he, he still speaks to us in the in the midst of all these, in the chaos of, of these bars, and, and you know, I would talk to people, and see people, and see the pain in their eyes, and I noticed, even in, you know, even when I was intoxicated, even seeing our Lord, and he would speak about these people, in the, in the, in the bars, and, and the pain, and the suffering, and the hurt that they're going through, and so on, you know, I would wake up the next morning, and, whoa, okay, and he slowly, slowly, slowly grew on me, and so I went, actually went a so I, I took a year off between, um, it was between Northern Illinois mm-hmm. and Benedictine. And so I took a year off and I worked out on a farm in Iowa. Um, Matt Kroll, you know Matt Kroll? Yeah. Yeah, so I worked on his farm. So the Kroll Farms, yeah, yeah. So I worked out there splitting wood with, with uh, the Krolls. And, Amazing. Uh, and on the farm, just doing, just being a farmhand. Was the plan at that point to go back to college? No, was- so the plan was to, so we have a military family. Yeah. All three of my brothers are in the military. Yeah. My, my, my dad was in the military, my uncles, you know my you know and, and at NIU I was planning on going into nursing school.
0: Okay.
2: And so I had this deep, deep, deep desire to serve. And I also took my EMT in high school. And so I had this deep desire to serve and to help people in their most intense needs and in the most stressful situations. And I just had this ex- exhilarating drive to serve. And so what happened was you know in the midst so I my family military I thought military when I got back from NIU that was the plan and so what happened was um I started if I was going to go military I was going to go big um and go all the way so I went in um I went to the the nearest recruiter and I said um it's funny actually I went to the recruiter's office with my dad I said um you know if if this door is locked I'm not going in the door was locked. And I literally, I started knocking on that. I started pounding on that door. Like you open up. <laughs> I don't want to go to the priesthood, <laughs> And so Crazy. somebody opened up, somebody actually opened up the door. And came yeah. That's a yeah. funny story, but, um, yeah. So I started training with an air force special operations mm-hmm. team, um, air force Prayer Rescue. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't sworn in, I swore into an in-depth processing. So there's no commitments, there's no obligations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started training with them six months, uh, six months I trained with them. And uh, yeah, my, te- my test scores were in the, you know, I was, I was, I was good at what I was doing. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I should I should be right here where I'm at right now, um, because I was good at what I was doing. Um, you know, they told me uh, that like, my test scores were in the top three recruits in the nation going in. And so I'm like, oh, so like. <laughs> not bad to me, <laughs> right. not great, it was pretty good. So I'm like, well, yeah, Lord, like, okay, I'm supposed to be here, I'm, I'm good at what I'm doing. And so every month, so I had a two-hour drive to Des Moines from Solon every day, and it was, every day, not not no, I'm sorry, sorry not, every, not every 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 time you go, every, yes, every day, time yes. I would go to test because you would have to test to get into the program, yeah. and so I would go every month to test, and um, I would listen to these podcasts, I listen to Father Mike Schmitz, and I listened to the podcast or the talk, um, hour, the hour that will change your life, and I'm like, ooh, this is, awesome is that, Mike Schmitz? Yeah, that yeah, okay. Mike Schmitz, yeah, that's Father Mike Schmitz, and. He just lit me up and, and slowly over the six month period, I got to my last training session, busted out my best numbers, and I walked out of the training center and I called my mom. I was sick, I could barely, I was sick. And I said, Mom, I have, I have to go, I, I have a call. And two weeks later, he sent me straight to, uh, straight to Benedictine College. Who's he? Our Lord. Oh, okay, the Lord, I'm yeah, like, are yeah, recruiter? He, him, our Lord, no, yeah, our Lord, got it. our Lord. Wow. So,
1: okay, Benedictine, there you are. You find yourself there. Now you're, you're discerning quite literally the priesthood at yeah. Benedictine. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is probably a good time, as you need to segue to the, I guess, what would be the topic of the conversation today, which is pornography. So, this right. is obviously in the background. We've got about three or four minutes left in this episode. So, we, I'm glad <laughs> that we scheduled two. Um, Praise God. But we can, at least, uh, yeah. we can at least dive into it a bit. Obviously, this sounds like it was a sword on your side during this whole process. Talk to talk Eleven, us about yeah. your, your struggle with it and how it maybe
2: kept you uh, from doing it. and then I'm going to have to cut you off and we're going to have to do yeah. another episode okay. so. that sounds good so 11 years yeah 6 years old I saw my my first pornographic Man. image Sick. and so yeah oh my god yeah so 6 years old I was over at my buddy's house and and I still remember the the body type I still remember the girl's face and just think that was that was one image that was one image and that that the body type the the face was burned at 6 years old into my head into my head mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I got in, um, you know, I'll start at the, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would, I was, I was exposed to it a few times here and there between, between kindergarten and and fourth grade. Wow. Uh, Is that
1: that normal nowadays? I mean, I knew it's a new first exposure is younger and younger and younger, but yeah. So one thing that's interesting about you and I is that I've shared this with a lot of different men's groups and stuff. When I was, I was still the age where it was like the, the playboy in the. In the woods, kind of thing. Like it, yeah. I don't seem that old, but it, like we were just at the edge of the forefront of the computer, as far yeah. as as far as that goes. And so you are the generation very much of yeah. ubiquitous computer images everywhere. Oh yeah. And so it's interesting to have this conversation with you because I know what everyone in my generation started with, and it wasn't this. It wasn't six. It was still the Matt Frad is probably in mid forties. He has the same experience I did, which is literally a. You know magazine in a in a in a wood somewhere um and it's just interesting to see how much how much different it is mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. and how much how much worse off it can be because of that and we'll get into some of the specifics yeah. of this, but the the difference in technology and how it's exploded, what that can do to hook people mm-hmm. a worse the deeper the hook and then b earlier, just how much earlier it yeah. is because it used to be you used to have to have a a, a physical magazine or a video or something, and as mm-hmm. a, a six year old kid or ten year old kid or a thirteen year old kid, you couldn't physically get that. No. But today, all you need to do is have access to the internet, which everyone invariably has. Right.
2: Ten um, years old. Ten years old
1: is the average kid now. Yep.
2: That, that, gets a, that gets a smartphone.
1: That's unbelievable. And the average age of exposure now is around nine or ten. Which yes. I wonder how those two things are, are, are right. coincidental, <laughs> right? <laughs> So is this normal. That was that a normal age of exposure then for your friends? Um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I would say, I mean, I was probably one of the first ones, but there was multiple, multiple friends, multiple kids that were exposed at at that age. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and and so that was that was just one image, and that was yeah. my exposure to one image. Now these kids think are being exposed to videos, oh. thousands and thousands of images, different positions that are being engraved mm-hmm. into these. These children's heads that are, their brains are developing right now. And it's, not, and it's the other thing,
1: people understand, like the difference between, I'm going to say, late 90s, early thousands, and today is there was also like a limited selection of what the rabbit holes only got so deep. And today it's literally unlimited. And so this is why I'm, every time I talk to a men's group, I mention if you give your kid a smartphone, if your kid has an iPod, if your kid has any access to an internet source at all you have to have it locked down completely mm-hmm. because you are worse off and i said this in the men's conference if you give a child an iphone or any any device at all that's li- that gives access to the internet you don't have it locked down it is worse than in the 1960s if you had every single magazine with their name on it, delivered to the door. Every adult magazine. Yeah. These adult magazines have a start and finish. But right. no parent in the 1970s would ever consider doing that. And today, without even thinking about it, they willy-nilly give it to them. Right. So with that, we have, uh, we've already reached the end of uh, our time for this first episode. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you back next week. And we're going to dive deeper into uh, a few things. I want to dive deeper into your story, your struggle with it, your, how, how you got to yep. freedom. And then I really want to talk about a lot about the science and then suggestions for men on uh, how we can, how we can get a hold of this for ourselves. Uh, Cause it, it, you know, all it's affecting everyone. You know, the more I talk to people, the more I realize it doesn't just affect teenagers. It doesn't just affect 20 year olds or 30 year olds. It affects everyone. Uh, and so I want to dive into a lot of that uh, next week. So thanks so much for joining yeah, us. No, today. Thank you so much. I'm yeah, I'm excited to be with you again next week. We'll keep it going. So stick around. We're gonna head to a short break and we will be right back.
0: What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. (laughs) My help comes from
1: you. you're right here Thanks to Grayson for joining me for what is now going to be the first and at least a two-part episode on this topic. And again, I think there's just so much to be said, quite frankly, that we could go on for, as I mentioned, we could, this could literally be the topic of the show every week. It's that important. Today is also the feast day of Justin Martyr. I've mentioned Justin Martyr in the past, uh, having one of the first dissertations or the first writings on what the early Mass looked like in the mid-100s, just talking about how they would pray together, first reading, response to the second reading, read the Gospels, have Eucharist, all this taking place as far back as the, the mid-100s, and all of it taking place on the, the day of the Lord. Another thing I think that's very interesting, interesting, but a good parallel between the spite of men with pornography and Justin is his last name is not last name but we call him Justin Martyr. He was a martyr, um, and this is a uh, the martyrdom of his uh, is preserved in the court record of the trial. Uh, and the prefix says, "Approach and sacrifice all of you to the gods." Justin said, "No, no one in his right mind gives up piety for impiety." The prefix says, "If you do not obey, you will be tortured without mercy." And Justin replied. That is our desire to be tortured for our Lord Jesus Christ and so to be saved. For that will give us salvation and firm confidence at the more terrible universal tribunal of our Lord and Savior. And all the martyrs say, Do as you wish, for we are Christians and we do not sacrifice to idols. Just quickly, therefore, beheaded shortly thereafter. The martyrs knew what was important, they knew that they had to shed blood sometimes for the good. And there's a parallel to that, and our our fights, uh, our battles with pornography and this whatever evils or addictions we have, we need to do whatever it is whatever is in our power to fight these things, to fight whatever evils, whatever uh, improprieties we have, we need to use whether it goes i mean again, he went all the way to death, he went to be heading for what he believed in. What are we doing in our lives? What are we doing to fight bad sin in our lives? Thank you for joining me on Man Up. I am Joe Stoppulos. It's time to man up.
0: Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stoppulos. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.